0: Hello, this is episode 261 of Crash the UK Geek Show. I am recording on Friday the 10th of May 2019 at 9.36 and 43 seconds in the evening. And hello again. Yes, I have been away for a little bit. Things have been afoot. I should tell you at the Top of the show that this is one of those single topic episodes and this time dedicated to a slightly different subject though one that we have touched on before and in this episode I'm asking why Amazon is perfectly fine making money from extremism. Yes. Neo-Nazi merch is still for sale on Amazon UK. I have already talked about the subject rather more briefly in episode 260. I stewed about it for a week, and when I didn't get a satisfactory response from Amazon, put on my journalist hat and wrote an article that not one single liberal news outlet was interested in printing. And yeah, I do feel that My own side has let me down, and now we're here. And I'm using this podcast instead to make this subject as public as I can. So let's do that right now. In the UK, Amazon's site still sells neo-Nazi products. And this really isn't a new problem. In fact, in 2015, products, some of which were aimed at children, were withdrawn by Amazon in the US, following warnings by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a hate watchdog, and an article in the Washington Post, which, of course, Jeff Bezos himself owns. In 2018... There was also an investigation by the Action Center on Race and the Economy, and a letter from American politician Keith Ellison, which led to even more items pulled from Amazon. And I should say that all these items are to do with white supremacy, Nazi merch, really unpleasant stuff. In... August last year, the Telegraph newspaper in the UK also discovered that Amazon UK was selling Nazi and far-right products. And now, here we are, almost a year later, and guess what? Well, you don't really have to guess. You can see where I'm going with this. It's in the title. I've mentioned it already before, but yeah, surprise, surprise. They didn't do such a great job cleaning up after themselves. Although, as I was about to find out, I think the reason they didn't do a good job is that not only do they not care, they seem to be okay making a profit from this stuff. And for a change, it's nothing to do with algorithms this time. This is just Amazon's way of making money going against their own terms and conditions, which I'll get to in a bit. I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. Let's rewind to very, very recently, just before my last podcast. While browsing Amazon UK, I discovered similarly vile and racist material still easily available. And let me just give you some examples of the products. These included flags and enameled badges displaying variations of the so-called Celtic cross symbol, which is commonly used by modern neo-Nazi organisations. And you can even see these flags show up in press photographs of neo Nazi rallies. And let's talk about the customers, because if things are for sale on Amazon, surely people are buying them, and yes, they are. I'm not really talking about people who perhaps share the late Lemmy of Motorhead's penchant for Nazi era Hugo Boss, or the historical reenactors who just claim we're just hobbyists. No. What I'm talking about is radicalised neo-Nazi extremists. I even found a boastful customer mentioning the 14 words of white supremacist terrorist David Lane in their review of a flag that they had bought. At this stage, I wasn't thinking about writing an article. I was just an irate customer. Unfortunately... I was ignored the first time. The second time I contacted them, I received a boilerplate reply, which said just that your complaint is being dealt with. My third email finally evinced a more detailed response in... A rather extraordinary email from a representative in Amazon Executive Customer Relations. I was told, and I'm quoting from the email here, Please bear in mind, however, that as a retailer, our goal is to provide customers with the broadest selection possible so they can find, discover and buy any item they might be seeking. Because our customers represent a wide spectrum of opinion, that selection may include some items which people find objectionable. Okay. Yeah, sure. A wide range of opinions. Some of which are objectionable. Objectionable? These people want people like me not to exist. First, this suggests that Amazon is either woefully or blissfully unaware or purposefully just ignoring their own terms and conditions that these items do breach, which specifically prohibits, and I'm quoting from Amazon's website, that promote, insight, or glorify hate or violence towards any person or group, or is related to terrorist organizations, or that promote intolerance based on race, religion, and sexual orientation. Now, if Neo-Nazi merch doesn't conflict with those terms, I really don't know what does. I haven't finished yet though, oh no. They went on to say in that same email, you may wish to contact, and they quoted the merchant name here, directly with your comments about this item. Ah, do you see what they're doing? Incredibly, Amazon are also asking me to police their own platform. It's now my job to do their job on their behalf. At about this stage, my curiosity was piqued, or rather my fury was poked, and I dug a little deeper to see what other items, which people find objectionable, I could find. Although I found no evidence of Amazon selling anything promoting banned organisations like Daesh, which is the members of that organization's own name for IS, I did find a disturbing paramilitary Ulster loyalist flag. And by now, I'm asking myself, what is Amazon doing? Why is one symbol okay and another not okay? Why is Amazon making a special exception for certain extremist material? Okay, a lot of what I'm saying now is fairly rhetorical, you know where I'm going with this, because as we have seen from previous atrocities committed by white assailants, until very recently governments in the West have puzzlingly been quite reluctant to brand such acts terrorism. Similarly, Other tech giants like Facebook and Twitter have for a long time dragged their heels over white nationalist content, often citing freedom of speech. Now, let's leave behind for the moment that spurious argument that defends the freedom of speech of people who don't believe in freedom of speech. My question is... Is it because of the colour of the perpetrators? This is a problem because by not enforcing their own terms and conditions, Amazon are actively encouraging, emboldening and empowering extremists. We have seen this before. In the wake of the appalling New Zealand attack, extremists everywhere, were emboldened to perpetrate something of their own. We even saw that in the UK. Also, if we do nothing as consumers to hold Amazon, this monopolistic retail behemoth, to account, this obnoxious fringe of extremists will start to think themselves mainstream, They may even become normalised in the mind of the public. This, of course, is something that funny little men with inflated egos always want. Then, before we know what's happening, we've lost control, and it's 1933 again. This whole episode has really seriously made me question my use of Amazon, and it should concern you too. The only trouble is, where else do we go if we can't use Amazon? And what do I hope to gain by doing this episode? Well, maybe it's time I put this to Bezos himself, as I'm about to do. Whether his company will do something after the way they've already behaved, is another matter entirely. As soon as this episode is uploaded, the link is going to jeff at amazon.com. Yes, apparently his email address is available. He probably has a team of staff looking at it. Who knows? Or at least that was what was reported a while back. It was supposed to be the address that his staff could contact him on. We'll see. Even though I'm not a member of his staff, I'm just a concerned member of the public. I'm also going to try tweeting him, at Jeff Bezos. I'm also tweeting, at Amazon UK, and at Amazon and because he also owns the Washington Post, and the Washington Post is supposedly a bastion of liberal ideals, I will tweet a link to at Washington Post. I have screenshots and all correspondence between me and Amazon so I can verify my story. Let's just see what happens. If any of you listening work for Amazon or a major news outlet or know Jeff Bezos personally, tell someone about this episode. And that is it for this special and rather unusual episode. We'll get back to the normal geek stuff soon. And hopefully by recording this, I'll have given myself a little bit of relief. This show is produced, presented and edited by me, Roy Martha a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at roymartha.com. For further reading, there's a link to the show notes in the description of this episode. And in the show notes of this episode, you can read the article in its entirety that I sent to those news sources without my vocal embellishments that you heard tonight. If you want to help the show in general, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen and recommend it to a friend. You were listening to Crash, episode 261, recorded on Friday the 10th of May 2019, and the time at the end of the show is... 9.58 and 30 seconds in the evening. Thanks for listening and bye bye for now. Bye!